Okay, welcome back to my podcast, No Bullshit With Joe, and today I want to talk to you guys about domestic violence towards men from their partners, female partners. Um, I feel this is important to talk about um, because I don't think it's discussed enough. And the reason I don't think it's discussed enough, let's start with, if you're not driving while you're listening to this podcast, what I want you to do is pull your phone out and I want you to Google, using the Google search engine, I want you to Google, my wife is shouting at me. Okay, and as of as of today's date, the fourth of March, twenty twenty two, you will be surprised at what it brings up. So my wife is shouting at me, and then I want you to Google, my husband is shouting at me, and I want you to tell me in the comment section below or via Instagram or whatever on my link tree what it says at what time it says it, because. On the Google app, I'll tell you what it says. I can tell you what it says now. Google it first. Right, now I'll tell you what it says. It says, when you Google, my wife is shouting at me, it gives you a description of things, like, you know, when Google comes up with a bit of writing at the top of the uh, page, it gives you a description of how you can talk to your wife. Maybe you understand why she's feeling a certain way in a calm manner, okay? If you Google... My husband is shouting at me. It comes up with more search engines about domestic violence than you can find. So, my husband is shouting at me. Bang! Domestic violence outline. My wife is shouting at me. Oh, well, maybe you can talk to her to try and see what's bothering her. That's the first problem. That is the first problem with domestic violence cases against men. Well, not domestic violence cases, but domestic violence against men. I mean, there is... No one can sit here and tell me. I mean, domestic violence against women is absolutely terrible. Domestic violence against anyone is absolutely terrible. I want to put that out there. You know, um, if you've listened to my other podcast, you know what happened to my mum. I am, I do not tolerate domestic violence of any kind, shape or form. But what I am saying to you guys here is domestic violence against men isn't spoke about enough. And there is certainly some sort of unfairness um, into the way that it is dealt with, even by a quick Google search. Anyway, so let's get right into this. Let's go back to when I was about 18, 19. As you well know, my life story, I was a bit of a suppressed individual, shall we say. And I remember going out the whole night and there was a woman there. I was waiting in the queue. I'll never forget this night for as long as I live. I was 18, 19. I was waiting in the queue to get into a club, um, as we did back in the day before all this COVID stuff came out. And... I was stood there minding my own business and this woman who was in the queue turned round, very, very drunk and started randomly shouting at me, effing and jeffing. So I was like, okay, maybe she thinks I'm someone else, whatever. And she just was going for it. So I just stood there and I listened to her and I went, okay, blah, 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 whatever. Um, And just listened to her very calmly. And she took a swing for me. Okay. So I stepped backwards. I never, ever, 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 ever would lay a hand on a woman. Ever. So I took a step back and moved out of her way. And she fell over onto the floor. And I remember a couple of the lads there going, did you just hit her? Did you just hit her? Now, yes, I think it's amazing that them lads stepped in and were like, did you hit her? Did you hit her? My response was, no, she's drunk. She fell over. I stepped out of the way when she went to hit me. Oh, right. Okay. So, this woman, this woman practically, well, not practically, she did attempt to assault me. 
Now, I stepped out of the way. No one was harmed. She might have had a bit of a graze or whatever from where she fell over, but no one was harmed. But let's just roll the reverse the rolls. If a man had gone to hit a woman and she'd stepped out of the way and he'd fallen over, would the people in the queue said to the woman, would they have said to the woman, did you just hit him? I don't know. That's the question. So we don't know. So anyway, um, there are a couple of just examples from my lifetime and... The, you know, the, the the Google example is a perfect example. And we, we've also need to discuss, there's a friend of mine as well. Before I get into the facts and the figures of things, there's a friend of mine that I want to talk to you about that I used to work with and worked with for a, a, about 12 months um, in my six years um, looking after people with special needs. And this guy started. And he started opening up to me. Um, I'm not going to say his name um, because I'm going to keep him confidential. But I, he started opening up to me and he started talking to me about his ex-wife. And I think this is important to talk about as well. He was he was due to get married to this woman. Um, and before they got married, a couple of three months before they got married, she started to be aggressive towards him. To the point, to the point where she'd throw things at him, like picture frames, whatever she had in her hands at the time, could have been a pan, could have been boiling water, could be anything like that. She'd throw things at him. And he got to the stage where he'd come home from work and he'd sit in the car for 10 to 15 minutes before he went in the house because he was that scared. And this was a big guy. He was that scared of what she was going to be like when he got him. Sometimes she'd be lovely. Other times, boom, flip of a switch, she would be ultra bitch mode. And there was a time that he told me about. And he, he, he had a little bit of a tear in his eye when he was telling me. Um, he brought her a wedding dress because they were due to get married. And she actually set fire to the wedding dress. She dragged the wedding dress downstairs and put it in the open fire. Nearly setting fire to the house. Now, let's just stop and think about that for a minute. Like, what the fuck? Literally. If, and this is it. Right, let's get into some facts and figures of the situation anyway. Because oh, talking about this, it does enrage me so much. It enrages me so much because there's not enough equality. That's the word I'm looking for. There's not enough equality... On this situation. So, okay, I went on to a website, Domestic Violence Against Men, and I think this specifically covers the UK, but I just typed into Google. I Before, anyway, I had to type into Google Domestic Violence Against Men for anything Domestic Violence Against Men to come up. So I couldn't type, my wife was yelling at me because it comes up with maybe speak to her because you're doing something wrong. So I had to type in specifically domestic violence against men, and it came up with a few things. I went onto the uh, NHS website, and the NHS website had, you know, um, a list of things as to what you know could be happening in the relationship, and um, if someone is doing these things to you, being a man or a woman, uh, then you um, are being abused. So I was like, right, okay, fair enough, that's good. Some people have got a tip. No, it gave, you know, a domestic violence against men helpline, domestic violence against women helpline, domestic violence against LGBT helpline, and then at the bottom was a video um, of two women telling their story. Why not two women and one man? The reason I say why not two women and one man is because one in three people who are abused domestically on a domestic violence scale, one in three people is a man. So it's two women to one man that are abused each year. So let's talk about some facts and figures that came from the helpline itself. Do you know that um, 
The helpline itself in 2012 had 73,000 people who were domestically abused, in 2012 this was, who were domestically abused at the hands of their partner. That then shoots up in 2018 2018, to 174,000 men that are domestically abused by their partner. This is men, not women, domestically abused by their partner because coercive control became a crime um, in 2018 or, or before that time, but that became a crime, became classed as a crime. So they were then classed as domestic abuse victims when they rang and spoke to the domestic abuse helpline. 16 men between the years 2018 and 2019 actually died at the hands of their partner. 80 women, if let's, let's talk about the women as well, where I write it. 80 women died at the hands of their partner, but 16 men also died. 80 women, terrible, absolutely terrible. No one should be dying at the hands of a domestic abusive partner, but 16 men as well died at the hands of a domestic abusive partner. I don't recall seeing anything on the news about men being murdered at the hands of their partner. But it should be. It should be as prominent and out there as it is women being abused and murdered at the hands of their partner. So, 3.8% of men between the year 2018 to 2019 were actually domestically abused. So, 786,000 people who were recorded, not just from this website, but worldwide. Um, worldwide or UK-wide? I'm not sure. But anyway were domestically abused in comparison to 1.6 million women which falls in the one to three category so one man in three people so there's three people two women and one man will be abused so let's go back to men let's talk about men actually taking action up on this situation because these figures are actually from men that have taken action on this situation and taken action on this situation and actually done something about it. 70% of men who actually rang the helpline said they would not have rung the helpline if it was not anonymous. So this helpline is an anonymous helpline. I could ring it. Uh, I don't need to ring it because I love my wife and she's great. But I could have rung it and it, I'd be fully anonymous if I wanted to be. So, out of all them people that rung the helpline, 95% of them turned around and honestly said they were abused emotionally. 68% 68% of men were physically abused by their partners. 41% of men were psychologically abused by their partners. 23% of men were financially abused by their partners. 13% of men, coercive and manipulation tactics were used. And 3% of men were sexually abused by their partners. Now just let that sink in a minute because to me, that situation is more than likely to be higher. It's more than likely to be a lot higher than what he stated here. And the reason being is because they are the people that have come fucking forward. They are the people that have typed into the website, Google, DuckDuckGo, whatever you use. I am being domestically abused. What do I do? Domestic violence towards men, bang, and they've rung the website. They're the people that have rung the website. Okay? So let's look at some of the reasons men stay. 89% of people stay with their wives in domestically violent, abusive relationships because they are concerned about the kids. 81% of people consider marriage as a lifelong contract. I've said this before. I've said this a million times. I love my missus to pieces. I call her wifey. But I'll never get married. To anyone. You know? I love Kate Beckinsale. But I'm not going to get married. Uh, you know? 
even if she turned around and said, oh, I've got a ring for you. No, not happening. Um, I will not marry anyone, uh, as it states at this stance. stance. Um, but could they consider marriage as a lifelong commitment? <sighs> wow. So they just stay because that's what's been drilled into them. 71% of men stay with their abuser because they love them. So the, the, even though the person's abusing them physically, sexually, emotionally, psychologically, coercively, financially, they stay with them because they love them. 68% of people believe the abuser will change. Wow. If you're listening to this podcast and you are in a domestically abusive relationship, no matter what situation that may be, I can tell you now, categorically, 1 million percent, there is a 99.99.9% chance that your abuser will not change on any circumstance. It does not matter what or or how how they behave and say they will change. They won't. I say 99.99.99.9% because there is a possibility that one in a billion person has changed their behaviour. Um, but pff, don't stay with someone who's domestically violent. Don't stay with someone who's domestically abusive. I know it's easy for me to say, but it's time to get out. But anyway, let's talk, let's talk, let's talk. 56% of people like money. 50, well, I say people, men like money. So they stay with their partner. Because in some of these cases as well, you know, the woman has made the partner financially dependent upon them. So they've said, no, I'm going to work. You're not going to work. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. You're not doing the other. And then bang, they're stuck. 53% of men say they have nowhere to go. They, they've got nowhere to live. The lack of money, they've got nowhere to live. 52% percent, fifty-two don't want to take their mum from their kids. So even though that woman is being domestically violent towards the man, they don't want to leave because they don't want to take their mum from their kids. Meaning they don't want to take their mum away um, when they move house or whatever for a couple of three days or whatever. 46% stay because the woman threatens to kill herself. In that situation, it's... It, wow. You know, I remember many, many years ago, um, I went out with a girl uh, for one date. And she... Well, I mean, Red Flag, she, Red Flag City. She told me she wanted to... Um, she told me to, well, she wanted to have babies. This was on the first date. She told me that she loved me. This was on the first date. She told me she wanted marrying me. This was on the first date. And then when I said that, you know, we just got to talking to each other and just got to know each other, that maybe that wasn't a good idea and I didn't really want to see her again, she told me that she was going to kill herself the day after tomorrow at 11 o'clock. There were her exact words. Um, what did I do? I got the police involved and just said, look, this is the situation, and I passed the book to the police. Um, and they went and woke her up at 1, 2 o'clock in the morning and had a word with her. Um, and she's still alive to this day, as far as I'm aware. But again, if someone's threatening to kill themselves, get the police involved. You pass the book. Um, and it's very difficult when there's kids involved. I get that as well. 28% of people fear that the woman will kill him. So these women are, 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 are that abusive the, the the man is that scared, he's actually scared for his own safety. Again, though, this rings true. Um, I watched a video the other day on the old uh, famous app TikTok, and there was a guy, and it was it was terrible. It was it was absolutely terrible to see. There was a guy on his hands and knees, and he was underneath a cold tap at um, either his neighbour's or a friend's house or whatever, um, because his wife or girlfriend had thrown a boiling kettle of water all over him. A fucking boiling kettle of water. What the fuck? Um, 
And he even turned around and said, oh, it wasn't her fault, man. He was scared. You could see he was scared. And he's actually scared of it. So, yeah. There's some of the things. Okay. Some of the other things these crazy women do. Um, they intentionally destroy people's beings. They delete important email um, emails or text messages. They go through the person's phone. They have, they're like, right, give me your phone. You know, um, I want to go through your phone. And they, like, kick it off because... You know, they don't like what they've seen on the phone stuff. I mean, again, I'll say this, I've said this a million times, I'm going to say it again. I've said it on my TikToks, my Instagrams, my YouTube, my Twitter. I've said it on all sorts of places. You know, if, if you're... You, <sighs> when you're in a relationship, and I think a lot of people have got to get this through the thick heads because it pisses me off. You, you've got to respect each other. Obviously, I know we're talking about domestic violence here and I'm going off on a bit of a tangent, but you've got to respect each other. And when I say respect each other, what I mean is this. You have to respect that before you have got in any type of relationship with somebody, that they are their own person before they've got any relationship with you. And they have their own boundaries. So, for example, anyone who knows me well knows, even my wife and my children know, A, you don't touch my phone, right? B, you don't touch my diary, which is where I put all my notes and stuff. That's it. Them are two boundaries. Don't touch my phone, don't touch my diary. You know? You don't go through my phone, you don't go through my diary. And it's not... I've got nothing to hide. What it is, is the fact that they're my possessions. They were my possessions before I was in a relationship with that person. So what reason have you got now to suddenly start saying, well, I'm in a relationship with you, so I have access to your phone? No. I'm in a relationship with you, so I have access to your iPad or your Xbox or your... No. I'm in a relationship with you, so I have access to your diary. No, that's not how it works. Because you're the individual person before you've got with the person that you're with. That's the way I see it. And then boundaries must stay in place. Full stop from the beginning of the relationship all the way through the relationship till the end of the relationship if the relationship ends. Um, but this is where, this is where, you know, abuse starts small, doesn't it? You know, and it will start small with um, the female abuser abusing the man just as it would with the male abuser abusing the woman. Normally, it starts with just small things. So the odd snide comment thrown in. Um, then that'll start with a bit more aggression and it'll start with, you know, controlling behaviours like wanting to look through your phone, accusing you of cheating, wanting to, you know, stop you from accessing other people, seeing your friends, seeing your family, saying you're not allowed to do something until it evolves into something that is physical. And then sometimes in a lot of cases, which is really, really sad, until the person ends up murdering the other person. Um, and it's terrible. It really, really is terrible. So... How are we going to change the stigma around men not talking out so much um, and this conversation not being brought to light so much about domestic violence against men and men being domestically abused from their female partners and feeling embarrassed about it by talking about it? You know, um, first of all, if you are a man and you're in a domestically abusive relationship, do not feel ashamed, man. Do not feel ashamed. You've got nothing to be ashamed about. It's okay to be scared of a woman. It is totally okay to be scared of a woman. It's totally okay to be scared of anybody. Um, but do not let that shame of being scared of that person stop you from taking action upon it. There is a long, long, long way to go um, in the reality of the ability for the people, the governments, to 
accept and understand that domestic violence against men is a very real thing and it does happen and it happens to more people than you will know and some of the most strongest most powerful men that you will meet could be being domestically abused they just had it and they had it well and it needs to be talked about and that's the reason i'm shooting this podcast to talk about domestic violence towards men there's some of the figures that i've shown there are a couple of examples through my life um with people that i've met and yeah that's what i wanted to say on this subject really if you're being domestically abused for the love of god please please reach out and get help there is the men's helpline there is the nhs helplines um just put into google or or whatever you can just you know men's advice helpline is a good one to go to um NHS helpline is a good one to go to. I will leave them in the description of this podcast, the telephone numbers for two of them or three of them, whatever I can find. But if you are being abused in any way, shape or form and you are a man, um, then please feel free to follow them phone calls, ring them phone calls and don't be ashamed to speak up, speak out. It is okay to be afraid of women. It is okay to be afraid of your partner. There is nothing to be ashamed of. But what you do need to do is take action so that your life can go on in a positive way and we need to speak out because at the end of the day if this is not spoke about enough and the light is not brought to it men will continue to suffer in silence and they will not be able to help um they will not be able to feel like they can help themselves and they will live a miserable freaking life um so yeah that's all i want to say on the subject and that's it really over and out Please feel free to uh, please feel free to contact me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, whatever. Um, and if you do need someone to talk to, please feel free to send me a message. Um, but yeah, man, women, child, whatever. If you've been abused, get help, get advice, ring the police, ring advice helplines, men's advice helplines, women's advice helplines, NHS helplines. Um, if you're in the UK. There is help, there is support out there and over and out.